your host, Amanda Becker, an inner child coach guiding wounded healers to remove the blocks from their past so that they can begin to finally imagine the life of their wildest dreams. In these episodes, you will find the keys to healing your inner child so you can access your power, candid conversations about what it's like to be a human and a spiritual entrepreneur, and what it takes to create a thriving business. This is a podcast to lift you up into your highest expression of freedom and power. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. I really want to set the scene for this episode today by bringing us all into a space of almost as if we're sitting in a circle together. And I am sitting in the circle and sharing with you guys from the bottom of my heart some of my recent experiences that I've been going through. And as you lean in and listen to this conversation, it allows you to just feel a little bit more human, a little bit more seen, and it allows you to take a big breath and just realize that exactly where you are is okay. That's my only intention for this entire episode. And it's going to be less tips and less knowledge, and it's more about my personal journey and letting you guys into what I've been going through behind the scenes. And it's really important for me to share this with you guys, not in any way to seek validation for it, but to share what really goes on behind people's lives, especially people who are running businesses and who seem to have it all together, whether it's coaches or healers or you know, six-figure earners, we often see these people and we think that they have it all together. And so today I really want to crumble that facade. And that's not to say that I'm not still an amazing leader. It's just to say that I can be an amazing leader and still have all of this going on behind the scenes. And I think that's one of my strengths when it comes to working with people and lifting up those around me is the bravery that I display in healing all of this generational trauma working through these family curses. And while I do that, while I know that I'm not perfectly healed, I know that I am still someone who can lead others and move from the experiences that I've had to really help those that are needing that guidance and needing someone to show them the way. And so that's why this episode is just a big sigh of relief in knowing that you aren't alone whether you are struggling right now or this you know, relates to a struggle you've had in the past, I just really hope that it brings you some sense of love and safety. So without further ado, if you need to turn back now, if you are not looking for the personal memoir of Amanda Becker, then I wouldn't really listen into this because this is probably not going to be your cup of tea. But if you are curious and you want to learn more about me, my past, my current life, then this is going to be a really good episode for you. So I think something that's really important to start with here is that this current journey that I'm going to be talking about. Of course, it's been my whole life, but what's really been the deepest part has been this last half a year. And for those of you who don't know the full story, about half a year ago, I went through a breakup with my partner. And some of you might be familiar with the feeling of being with someone who is really safe, really healthy, really amazing, and such a kind, generous person but just intuitively feeling like something is is off. 
And for me, that's something that was off was that my higher self and my soul really knew that I needed to take the time to be alone and to be single because I have been in relationships pretty much throughout the entire course of my life from the time that I could register that I wanted to be in a relationship and that it was possible for me. So when I started having these feelings within the relationship, it was so hard for me because there was so much that we were doing that was right. You know, we were going to vision quests together and we were sitting together and really listening to each other and healing our inner children together. And we had this very beautiful connection in a multitude of ways. But I just couldn't ignore this part of me that was telling me that I needed to go on my own separate journey. I, whoever wants to count how many times I say journey on this podcast, please be my guest. <laughs> you can win a prize for that. But I didn't realize what was going to happen as I left that relationship. And as I started settling into this space of being single that I hadn't truly embodied. I've had short periods of being single, but I've never embodied a long period of being single. And I feel like for me, and this is different for every person, but embodying a long period of being single to me really looks like cutting off all sources of that external validation that come from um, whoever you're attracted to. You know, it's like so many women are used to getting out of relationships and having someone in the wings or at least having someone to talk to, to continue that validation. And so it was really clear for me that as I ended that relationship, I wanted to go through a period of not having anyone else to talk to for a while and of not dating anyone else for a while. And what I learned through this period was that there was so much depression and so much anxiety and so many memories and trauma that were living underneath the surface, really my shadows, that had stopped me from being single my entire life. Really being in relationships was my crutch. It was the thing that allowed me to settle my nervous system because it felt good to be in those intimate containers where I had someone that I knew loved me and I knew was creating safety for me. And so that crutch really served me during those times, not to mention the other beautiful triggers that were able to be worked through and the amazing people that I was able to relate to during that time. So there's no shame for why I wanted to be in those relationships. But it was also a surprise just how deep the wounding went when I no longer had that relationship in front of me. And that has sent me into the last six months of really pulling up old traumas, attachment wounds, and different things that have been stored in my body my entire life. It has been such a difficult process. Maybe many of you can relate to this. I remember posting in some podcast groups when I first was going through the breakup, and I remember talking to my coach, and I was so puzzled. I was so puzzled. I was like, how do you enjoy spending time with yourself? <laughs> and some of you guys might think this is silly, but you know, when I was in the relationship, it's not that I wasn't doing things that were still good for me and I wasn't doing the things that were lighting me up. I was still running my business and had good girlfriends and was doing all the things, but there was so much space that was still filled up by my partner, by having someone to cook dinner with at night, watch a movie, or go on a walk. And when you suddenly have all that extra space that that partner is not filling up, 
it's not just like not knowing what to do with yourself. It's like all this extra time of you needing to fill it in some way. And I don't mean fill it by having something to do like work or friends. I just mean like, oh, do I want to read a book now? Do I want to watch TV? There's so many extra decisions that are not based on the person who's then around you. That was very long-winded, but you guys get what I mean there. I pretty much was bewildered by the fact that I had so much time to myself, and all that time to myself meant that there was a lot that I then had to look at that was underneath the surface, and holy shit, you guys. Yeah, there was a lot hiding underneath there, and I think that my entire life, I've been really, really afraid to feel those feelings because I knew that when I started to feel them, it was going to sweep me under into a depression. And I had really been avoiding that because at that point, I did not have the self-compassion to be able to hold myself in that space. So these past six months, I've really started to experience what depression feels like. And it might not be the full-blown depression that I witnessed in my mom growing up which I won't even get into. I mean, you guys know what really, really deep mental health struggles look like, and you might have that. I would say I just have a very high-functioning case of depression. So for me, what that looks like is that you know my nervous system is really wired, and then at the end of the day, I will want to just watch like six to seven hours of Netflix, totally disassociate and not even look at my phone, which means not responding to clients, not responding to friends, feeling like I don't want to go out and connect with people, really feeling like, you know, I am unworthy. And at the core of it, these feelings that were surfacing from the breakup were at the bottom of that depression was the feelings of, I am useless, I am unworthy, I'm a bad person. And these are the thoughts of shame that developed in my dysfunctional childhood. So if you guys have those feelings, you often know it's like they're not really you. So when these feelings come up in me when I'm really depressed, I don't have that same capability to distance myself from them. When you're feeling depressed, it feels like the truth. And it takes a lot of work to dig yourself up and out of that place and to realize that those thoughts and beliefs aren't true because you are in that shame spiral. You are in that depressive spiral and it feels very, very real to you. So when I am at my lowest points, I'm usually feeling re-triggered by some sort of situation that's taken me back to my childhood, whether that's abandonment or, you know, just my nervous system being super out of whack, something with, you know, a partner, anything like that can really trigger it for me. And I really just feel super low and stuck in comparison, unworthy. And at the core of it, I'm like, you know, what am I even, what am I even doing? Like I had moments in these last six months where I wanted to just quit my business, even though everything was going so good, you guys, like my clients are amazing. My business is shifting in a beautiful way. I can't believe how much freedom I have. And I just wanted to quit everything. So that shows what this period was really doing. And it all had its purpose. I really felt through throughout this period of being in this depression, I have learned so much about how to correctly deal with my shadow and work with my shadow. And for me, that has looked like 
not pushing away the depression and not pushing away these thoughts of feeling unworthy, feeling all of the shame that's bubbling up, but instead being really present with it. And a phrase that I've learned recently that I love so much is, darling, I care about your suffering. And so many of us do not relate to our inner beings in that way, where we care about the fact that we're suffering. There's people who might sometimes let themselves sink into that depression and they feel comfortable being in that space. And at least for me, I find that when I'm feeling more depressed or more anxious, it's something that I feel like I need to fix in that very moment. Because once again, for me, I've learned in childhood that my emotions were very shameful and very wrong. And so when I'm feeling depressed, which is like some of the lower emotions that you can really feel, really it's kind of the absence of emotions in a way, um, to me, that's it's just the ultimate feeling of like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be feeling this. I need to fix it. It needs to go away right now because this is not allowed. I should not be feeling this way. And that is the opposite, in my opinion, of how you really work through depression. Because what I've noticed in going through this time in my life is that my symptoms get so much worse when I'm not allowing myself to find compassion and connect to the thoughts and feelings and sensations that are moving through my body at that time. And let's be honest, sometimes the feelings that are underneath the surface that are causing depression are so intense that our body cannot somatically process them which is why we lean towards disassociating or addictive behaviors. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I need to lean into more of my emotions and sensations and that's how I cure my depression, I want you to also know that it's really important to seek out professional help and to have a therapist or someone out there who can really help you safely get into your body and experience these emotions because the things that underlie depression are no joke. You know, what I'm talking about here with the toxic shame that builds up from childhood and these deep feelings of unworthiness, these are not things that are just easy for us to sit down in a meditation and tap into. It takes a lot of practice of building safety and connection and compassion with your inner child and with your shadow self. And so that's really what these past six months have brought me that I want to share with you guys today is that I spent so much time running away from it, even though I knew that I had asked God for this. I had asked God for this breakthrough in my life, that I wanted to learn how to be single. I wanted to learn how to love myself deeply and really enjoy spending time with myself. And in order to do that, I had to go through this time. And so I've really seen the beauty in this time even though it's been some of the more difficult months of my life because it has had to really force me to change the way that I relate to myself and relate to my past. And in this process, I have learned more and more, and it is absolutely not perfect, how important it is for me to slow down in those moments when I want to disassociate, I want to go on my Netflix binge, and to check in with myself and see what's happening in that moment. So for you, whether it's Netflix, food, a partner, whatever you go to that's like that easy go-to moment when you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious and you just need to like shut yourself down, it's been so interesting for me to tune in and start to notice that I'm having these heightened emotions at that time. 
And instead of wanting to deal with myself and not only deal with myself, but just be with myself in that, my normal way of doing that is just shutting myself down and it feels easier. And it has helped me survive in this life. So it's not a place of shame. None of these mechanisms are a place of shame. It's just a place of noticing why our nervous systems have had to do that to adapt. Having depression is a way of adapting. Disassociating is a way of adapting. Netflix binging is a way of adapting. And the way out of all these things is not continuing to berate ourselves, be mean to ourselves, force ourselves to get out of these emotions quicker, faster, the easiest way, and to find that magic solution. I've found that it's just being present with this is what's happening right now. Something that Tara Brock says that I've just enjoyed so much is that whenever something is happening that you're not necessarily enjoying, whether it's emotion, whether it's a rainy day, for me, like when the weather is consistently bad, I can get really grumpy. (laughs) And so when you're experiencing that within yourself and you feel that resistance to it, just inviting yourself to say yes. And it seems so simple, you guys, but it has been a magical practice for me. So now I say, yes, that's okay. Or even you belong here. And when I walk out first thing in the morning and it's a rainy day and I was expecting it to be sunny and to go on a bike ride, I look up at the sky, the gray sky, and I say, yes, this is what today is. And it's been the same for me with these altering states I've been going through with depression. When I wake up and I really want to be having this amazing, productive, happy day, I think my life should look a certain way right now. I should be somewhere else. I just am with my inner experience and I say, yes, this is what's happening right now. And the more I try and run away from it, the more I try and hide from it, the more intense it's going to get. And I cannot even describe to you guys the feelings I have gotten being single when I have those moments of feeling connected to myself. It is honestly like nothing else in this world. (laughs) It doesn't compare to any relationship I've ever had or any feeling because those are not long lasting. The feelings that I get in the moment of feeling like I have made myself happy in this moment by showing myself compassion or taking myself on a really beautiful date or even just waking up and feeling really connected to my body, oof, you guys, those moments have made these six months of a lot of pain and suffering so worth it to me because I know that the more I continue being alone, the more I am finding these moments of really, as cheesy as it sounds, becoming my own best friend and learning to be my own system of support. I really don't think there's anything more important in this entire lifetime. Like if I am at the point now in being alone where I could go a very long time and I think just continue feeling more and more amazed at my connection to myself and how it's growing and realizing how important it is. I don't want to even go down that road because there's so many spiritual things within that too of like the reflections we see within others. And the one thing I will say that I love that I learned was that even when we're in a relationship with another person, we're really just pretty much still in a relationship with ourselves and we don't realize that. 
And so I guys just want you to chew on that for a minute. Like even when you're dating someone else, you are still in a relationship with yourself and everything that is being reflected to you in that relationship, it's still about your relationship to yourself. So no matter what you do at the end of the day, you still have to cultivate this relationship, this long-term relationship with yourself. That's the only thing that's going to be there at the end of the day. So that is what's going on with my relationship status, with my mental health. And during this time, I have been really struggling with the motivation of doing life, understandably so, and also having a lot of CPTSD flashbacks of different stuff coming up from childhood with attachment wounds that I talked about, nightmares. It's been an intense unraveling. And there's no more victim story within me anymore about this period of my life being bad or you know this trauma needing to mean something to me. Um, really what this is to me is just a really big period of wanking up even more. And it's a really big period of unraveling. And there's a word I'm trying to think of right now that's like not, oh, here we go. It's an initiation. That is the word that I really wanted to share. This period in my life feels like an initiation. And it makes me think of shamans who have to go through a dark night of the soul and have to go through these really, really hard life experiences, whether it be you know, severe trauma or whatever else, so that they may lead others through these times. So I don't see this time as and I used to, as, you know, poor me story, I see it as an initiation into this higher level of me that I get to become through this. And that feels really, really special. But, you know, speaking of that, I really started to get this intuitive feeling that I needed to start taking antidepressants. And that goes against most of what I have learned in this lifetime I have really gotten to a place with my body where I feel supported by the food that I eat, by the lifestyle that I choose, the thoughts that I think. And I think that so much of what goes on in our physical bodies is emotional. As I'm speaking about in this entire episode, that to me, depression is really just learning how to be with my feelings more and more and more. And I think the more comfortable that I get and the more compassionate I get with myself, the more I'm going to be able to lift myself out of this place. But I got to a point where I was really feeling like I wanted to try antidepressants. And that was at the month three mark. And now I'm at the month, I think, six and a half mark of this breakup. And I finally chose to go on antidepressants a bit ago. And it was after so much careful consideration and consulting with a lot of coaches and mentors and therapists and really just trying to figure out what was going to be best for me and the most supportive to me at this time in my life because I was having really, really low moments and really low thoughts, you guys. And even though I could see the intention and and really what I could do during those times to make things better, I didn't have motivation to do those things. And a lot of what was coming up for me was based on a lot of childhood experiences that have imprinted these things within me. I'm not even going to get into all of that (laughs) because that would be a whole nother episode in its own. But I chose to go on antidepressants and I want to kind of round out this episode by saying that 
I'm not instructing anyone to go on them or to not go on them. I'm just giving my personal experience. And this is really inspired by one of my amazing clients. If you guys don't listen to her podcast, her name is Paige Sanderson and her podcast is Girls Getting Deep. You can stream it on Spotify. I'm in love with this woman. She's so incredible, um, an amazing client who is really working on getting her podcast up and going. She's so authentic, so raw, and she's actually one of the people who inspired me to finally go on antidepressants because she has two podcast episodes on it, just sharing her opinion. And something she said in her episode that just hit me so much that I'm going to share here with you guys is you know, I'm just so tired of white knuckling it. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I've learned my entire life. And maybe you guys have heard this too, that depression medication numbs you that, you know, you don't even know what's in it. It could have a lot of adverse side effects. And some of these things are true depending on what medication you go on. But what I didn't know is that if you choose the medication correctly and you really work on getting the right dose and you are using it with the intention to do other things as well, like go to therapy, continue working through your trauma, hiring a coach, body work, whatever may have you in that situation, that it can be this really beautiful, supportive thing to add in. And... I just want to obliterate any shame for anyone who is currently on antidepressants or who is thinking about going on them. I'm probably the last person in the world that maybe many of you would think would be going on antidepressants. And that's why I think this podcast episode is really important because it just goes to show that you know, even the people who may seem strong and may seem like they have a lot of tools, like I do, I've had this inner child work. I've been going to therapy since 15. I've had all these tools and still I have trauma lodged within my body that has caused thought patterns and different ways of operating in the world that were really, really not allowing me to function. And I trust 100% that I will be able to move through this period with grace and to eventually go off them. But I cannot even tell you guys how amazing I have felt since going on them. And I'll just share with you guys some of the things I've experienced. The number one thing that I've experienced since going on antidepressants is that the feeling of deep unworthiness and shame that I was feeling about myself has lifted. And that has been such a blessing because I no longer see myself in this really dark light that I was holding over myself. And The other thing that I'm noticing that has been even more helpful is that it really takes the edge off the emotions that are super strong. And so what that looks like for me is that if I go into an emotion like I was talking about earlier that is really deeply rooted, in the past I wasn't able to access that and go into it and I would disassociate. With antidepressants, I've been able to really safely move into a much wider range of my emotions because I'm feeling less down on myself. I'm feeling like I can be more compassionate towards myself. And therefore, when these emotions come up, I can actually 
move into them and move through them without totally knocking my nervous system off balance. And I would say that that has been my number one most freeing thing I've experienced in my entire life as someone who has felt very controlled by her emotions and has felt like I get dragged down very easily into those Mm -hmm. deep shame spirals. It has been so eye-opening and I have not felt any numbness at all from my emotions or just from myself in general. I've actually felt more connected to myself since going on antidepressants because there are so many days now where I actually feel the motivation to check in with myself. Um, Beforehand, I would feel way too overwhelmed by all the stuff going on within me, the anxiety, the the different thoughts running through my head that were really negative, and it was really easy for me to want to just numb out with food or whatever it may be. Whereas now I have that extra moment. Once again, it takes the edge off. It's like a buffer where I can sit down, do yoga instead, journal, sit with those emotions and be present with them, meditate. And overall, I've been able to take care of myself so much more because of this. And at the core of it, I really feel like it's been One of the better decisions I've made for myself, one of the more loving decisions I've made for myself. And I've heard so many people say that before, and I honestly didn't get it. I didn't believe it for some reason. And that's because of my own internalized judgments I had around antidepressants that have been pretty much put in me since a young age for a lot of us. I was really scared because I have seen people close to me come off of antidepressants and have, you know, really strong reactions. And I think that that kind of deterred me. But now I'm seeing all the different ways in which they can be so helpful. And there's all these different routes you can take to get around certain things. So I wanted to share that with you guys as more of an ending to this episode because I want you to feel that. It is human to continue going through and moving through these things. I'm not really sure how much longer I will continue to be on medication, but I do know that I have really opened myself up to the idea of just being present with what's happening in this very moment. And I knew as this depression kind of grew stronger and stronger that it wasn't something that I could bypass. It was something that I needed to face head on. And for me, that looks like the fact that I couldn't wake up every morning and drink my celery juice and pretend that I was okay. I was struggling with isolation and feeling so much shame that I couldn't even reach out to others and ask for support and ask for help. And the most supportive and graceful thing that I could do for myself during this time was to go on this medication. And I say all this knowing that there's just so much stigma around medication, especially in the spiritual community, which I find myself, you know, looking through those kind of posts and hearing that advice a lot. And this was just such a good reminder for me that my intuition always knows above all. And I knew that I needed this to help me balance out and get to where I need to be going, regardless if it's another month or another year. So wherever you're at in your journey right now, I just really encourage you to tune into what is most supportive to you at this time and to check in and get really honest and real with yourself about the emotions that are here and the different things that might be present for you. 
And that's really all I've got for you guys today is just this share on what I've been moving through emotionally and that it's been a really hard time, but that I'm starting to finally come out on the other side, feeling like my (laughs) head is above water and I have the tools that I need to start moving forward and that you aren't alone if you are also seeking out tools during this very hard time in the world, or maybe you are going through a really difficult transition as well. And just knowing that you are not alone, regardless if you are being told that by your mind, you're being lied to and told that you're alone. And I've created a private Facebook community during this time because I was just finding that I wasn't reaching the people as much as I wanted to on my Instagram in a way that allowed them to connect. And I don't love Facebook, but I found that when I created a Facebook community and when I've been in them, you actually get to connect with people. You get to have those real conversations that allow you to feel like you are part of something. And I often don't feel that way on Instagram. So this private Facebook community is called Wild Way Healing Community. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. And if you feel called, this is a group of sisters who chat together and play together and really hold each other accountable to all of our dreams. I'm so grateful that this business I've created just brings me more and more amazing women who I'm so lucky to call clients, but also friends and sisters. And in this group, I do live trainings. So these live trainings will be anything from real and raw conversations like this to sacred business and creating a business from the soul, feminine activations, human design, shadow work, inner child work. All the good stuff is in this group. And I also have guest trainers that are going to be coming in soon to bring you guys even more. So if you are a woman who is ready to up-level into that next phase of her life, especially if you are either running a soul-led business or wanting to create one, this is going to be a really amazing group to welcome yourself into. And I would love to have you there. And please, please share with me via Instagram, via posting in the group once you get accepted. What about this episode was able to touch you in any way? If it was able to touch you in any way, maybe you just were here to listen and learn a little bit more about me. But I appreciate you guys listening for whatever it gave to you and wherever you were while listening, whether it was on a walk or sitting at home during work. (laughs) I love you guys so much. and. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I will see you all soon.